Days five hot takes. Yeah. Okay, so we're here with James Bay, the uh, uber talented, and uh, these. I, I think I'm thinking about calling this series Dave's Faves. Dave's Faves, five songs, Faves. Um, so I wanted, I want you to just kind of give me like the flyer, give me the, give me the background on these, on these five songs. Uh, this was, by the way, I'm not just saying this was really hard for me. This <laughs> kind of five songs because there were so many that I was like, okay. So, so first, if you ever want to be in love. Talk to me about that song. If you ever be in love, me and two fantastic guys called Jimmy Hogarth, who's responsible for a lot of brilliant um, uh, early Palinatini music, mm. and, and another great guy um, called Steve McEwen. Um, we were, this was like 2011. We, it was one of the first three day writing sessions with, with other writers that I'd ever done. And I was excited to have that amount of time because I was typically per session, we'd write one song. Um, and I was thought, oh, we could get more than one song done. First day goes by, we don't get anything. <laughs> second day comes and ends and nothing happens we don't get any song oh, that's man. two days down and we're halfway through the third day and we're still nowhere and it was one of the earliest moments that I went to the piano I put my guitar down and I went to the piano and I can play a few things out of time at this point on the piano like today, <laughs> today in 2020 um, back then in 2011 I could I could barely play anything in time. I could barely play in C, which is typically right, right, easier. Right. To play. But I was desperate to get a song, so I just started hammering away at what felt like a progression. And it's one of the most sort of animal ways that songs get written. And it feels, in a way, I suppose to talk about it, it sounds forced. It wasn't forced because songs will come if they come, and if they don't, they don't. And I was just determined. And like with all love and respect um, to, to Steve and Jimmy, we were all kind of taking a break. So I was I was sort of in the corner a little bit on my own, but we were all within earshot of each other. Um, and I started singing, and I caught this kind of the things I'm telling you about this song, and not so much about the sort of subject matter. I suppose I wrote it about it wasn't long since I'd moved out, um, and all me and all my friends had moved away from our hometown. And um, we, we were all coming back now and again for the odd week to sort of see each other. And it was about that typical scenario where two people who once had a thing when they were like 17 were seeing each other again and going, hey, I wouldn't mind trying that again. And it was, you know, I'll come around if you ever want to be in love. Like, like for real, if you want to be in love, because that was the good thing. Right. But so the song got, got written. And, and here's the last thing I'll tell you about it. Kind of long-winded, but we wrote, I wrote the chorus. We, you know, we wrote the chorus there because it was the first thing that I came up with. And then we got a verse that felt adequate. And then it was getting ready for dinner time and we had to leave. So we had a great chorus. I thought the verse was okay. And we didn't have any more than that. Um, so on the way, I went home and like a couple of weeks passed and I wrote a new verse because I just wasn't into the, into the original one. I sent that to Jimmy as a voice note. He thought it was better. So he said, come in and record it. I was on the tube, the subway in London, on my way into a studio to record um, this verse. And I thought, I can't let this chorus that I love have a better verse, but no third section. I need this thing to be complete. So in my mind, in my brain, on the tube, I came up with the bridge, the middle eight. I, no I, I, I came up with the lyric and the melody and decided, the song is typically in C. I thought, well, let's start on the five chord in the, in the bridge. I'd never done something like that before. So we started on the five, fell down to the four, and then to the one. And I just, I, 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 I was probably 25 minutes away from Jimmy when I came up with it and I just sung it round in my head and I got there and I said, Jimmy, hang on, don't say anything. I've got this thing. Let me, let me try and record it. And as I record it on your phone or whatever, tell me if it sucks or not. And I got it out right with all the lyrics, which I'd, I'd actually written in my phone on the way down. 
and he loved it. So it went in. So, so you you Christine McVie that uh, I Christine McVie it slightly. So so you know what I love about that song and it actually you you just lifted the hood to make sense of it is the feel because it's one of the hardest feels. This sounds crazy for me to write on guitar. Is it in it? In yeah. It? Yeah, the real but straight. Knowing point. that you start on piano makes so dun, much dun, sense. Dun, 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 dun. I was going bow, 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 bow. Yeah, bow, bow. It was very like hammered out, kind of really basic, like bad piano player stuff. Because it's so fun to play to on guitar, but but writing those songs for me, where you're just going na 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 na, it's so hard. And I have to hand it to Jakir, uh, who recorded this song. I play that song live with a twelve string, with a Gibson twelve string acoustic. Oh yeah, it's beautiful and jangly, and I love it. Yeah. Um, I only came up with doing that live in the studio. Jakir had me do one or two typical six string acoustics and then a couple of takes of a Nashville strung, which oh, is yeah, yes. a Nashville high strung. Sorry. Yeah. If you put those strings together, you have a 12 string, but that's he right. wanted to spread it and make it really glossy. So, Oh, that's so cool. That's very cool. I love that song. Um, all right. Talk to me about move together. Move together is a fun memory. I, this was the, um, second song that I wrote that went, oh, wow. that ended up going on uh, Chaos and the Calm. The first one I wrote was When We Were On Fire with John Green, but the second one, oh, yeah. um, I was going to, I was going into London. I wasn't living in London, but I was going into London. This is early days of co-writing for me uh, to meet a guy called Jamie Hartman, who I'd never written with before, who was about to move to LA. And he, but he was, um, he's, a, he's a London guy. Um, and I went to this really bizarre studio. It was like painted interior. The interior was like silver and orange, about like a spaceship inside which is the oh, last wow. place you'd think someone would write move together. in. <laughs> but you'd think someone would write it in like Neil Young's barn or something. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, and that's where I wanted to write it because what happened is what, what happened is like, I was, I was uh, get ready to leave. And typically with co-writes at this point, the, I, the move was to sort of turn up with a couple of ideas in the bag that was sort of the start of something maybe. And I didn't have anything all week before and then the day before and then the night before and then the morning of I was still stressing about it and this is one of these crazy moments they very rarely happen and a few wonderful things happened on this day but I was tying up my shoes before I left the front door I knelt down and then as I knelt down to the floor this came in it came into my head excuse the out-of-tune guitar but the riff you're kidding me it came into my head it just came into my head so I got my guitar out of the case having done up my shoelaces and I recorded that into my phone and I turned up having never met Jamie before he had a 12 string that was tuned completely different to mine and I said I've got this and it's one of the only songs I've ever, ever written it's one of the only songs I've ever written in about two hours everything just holy cow everything just fell into our laps it was one of those all I went all I ended up going in with very last minute was <laughs> all I had. And I remember Jamie was so fluid with it. He just went, because I told him about a scenario the night before where me and my girlfriend had a bit of a falling out and we were, we were living in her parents' house and it was a, it was a difficult sort of dynamic as anyone can imagine. Um, we were trying to just be with each other through all of this stuff. So we just told that story. I told him the story and then Jamie helped lyricize it in such a beautiful way. So it is a gorgeous song. Thanks, man. It just fell. It just fell together. That yeah, oh, it's beautiful. Okay, talk to me about Wild Love. God love that. Oh, song. Wild Love is uh, Wild Love is one of my favorites. Wild love. It's one of the moments that me and John are sort of getting to be me and John uh, 
like, like the most me and John that we could be. John, uh, John Green, who you know very well, um, yes. and I, I know very well, um, uh, we have written together for many years now, nearly 10 years we've written together. And um, we got together around the time that I was sort of putting, starting to think about my second record. And we went, we usually would work in a couple of places in London that we'd done, we worked so much in that he said, let's go to a different place. Um, we ended up writing this song. Here's a small fun fact at the very start of the story. It's not a long story, but we wrote this song in a room in uh, sort of Labbrook Grove area of London. It's the same little room. It's only about the size of the room that you're in now. It's a nice little sort of writing studio. Uh, and Adele wrote Rolling in the Deep in that room. No way. Which is pretty cool. And, and, and Paul Epworth, who produced uh, and wrote Rolling in the Deep, who ended up working with me and John on my second record, yeah. um, he used to own that room. So, so yeah. Um, that it was is crazy. Week, but, but we just, we wrote that song on a piano and an acoustic guitar. And, and, and we'd written so many songs like that. And that typically is how I sort of present my music. So from there, John turned on the computer. I sat on a sort of half piece together drum kit. And I'm not a drummer. Um, and we just started to sort of play it and sing it like that. He had this t- this fun uh, plug-in thing called Omnisphere. Oh, yes. And was playing synth sounds from that. And and we were just, yeah, I sung the vocal that is on the record in that room. The vocal oh, wow. from the demo is is in is the one that we, is the only vocal I've ever sung. And um, I just, I think I felt, and John really appreciated this because we, we, at this point, already knew each other really well. I'd written a lot of, kind of heartache songs and I just wanted something that was a little bit more of a celebration. So the lyric, I want to give you wild love, the kind that never slows down, just, just sort of came to us and and we ran with it. Which that song is so interesting because it's, it's like knowing how cool it sounds. It's like crazy to think y'all sat and did that on piano and acoustic first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, I love that. I love that it isn't on piano and acoustic, but I love that and I've, I've, we've talked about this before. I love that it was written there and we sort of knew and we felt and we knew that it was a good song in that basic format. It, it is so good. Thanks, that man. song makes me feel so many things. Um, okay. Let it go. Let it go. So much that I can say about let it go. Um, and there's so much I sort of haven't said about let it go. Uh, everybody says to me, that's such a, uh, a sort of gorgeous breakup song. I didn't go through a breakup. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't write it about a breakup. It, it's, it's collected from other scenarios really. And I think I've always tried to adopt cause I've, I've sort of learned it and watched it from songwriting heroes of mine. Um, I've tried to be a sort of observer of things that are going on in my life yeah. and, and then how to write about them. But then, but then also just uh, think things that are going on in the lives of people close to me who I care about. Um, so it's, uh, it's more to the tune of, of other folks situations. And I just signed a record deal when I wrote that song and I Mm. was suddenly being sort of flown around the world a bit. And that was very difficult for my own relationship. Um, and so of course, in that respect, it's about, uh, uh, a testing of the relationship and people, uh, individuals in a relationship wanting, um, all sorts of different, uh, quite big things. Um, and those things clashing, and then this call, from my perspective, of let's let those things go. Let's let's um, let's get let's refine. Let's go simpler. Let's mm. take it back to the sort of the most important basics. So it's about that for me, and, and that's where it kind of came from. But other than that, Paul, who I and I might have talk, I've talked to you about Paul before. Paul Barry, who I wrote the song with, um, had something like uh, this. He kind of had these moves, and I'd been doing a lot of moves like that myself as well. 
the last thing from the whole session was this. I tried to, this is, I came up with this because I wanted it to be a bit Coldplay. I love that line. I sort of was thinking about, I was listening to Parachutes by Coldplay a lot and I feel like they did a lot of those dreamy, twinkly guitar lines. But, um, so then you just, you just changed what Paul was doing to do the more of the, yeah, I, I went more sort of straight. I, w- I wanted to, I was only ever going to, at this point in my mind, play it solo. So I want it to be more sort of rigid and rhythmic. So I've got very sort of straight. That's the chorus. I love that minor too. Uh. So it's all of that stuff. But we, yeah, we just, I, I had a, there was a huge sort of Joni Mitchell inspiration going oh, on. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. I, I listening to Blue so much and she's always very, um, she's got that sweet little high voice, especially yeah. when she sings soft. Walking home and talking lunch. I love all that. I'm actually this guitar's tuned higher. To see and change and even close with you. I love those little observations of life going on and then, mm. and then finding sadnesses within it. Now we're sleeping at the edge, holding something we don't need. Uh, All this delusion in our heads is going to bring us to our knees. So come on, let it go. Just let it be. Uh, my, one of my favorite lyrics in it is um, Everything that's broke. Leave it to the breeze. The idea I love of, that. Love that. Leave it, like throw it like leaves in a passing breeze or something. I like that. So when you, I have a few questions about this song. When you wrote that, did you feel like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I, I, I didn't know what that feeling was or what it meant or anything, but yes, to be honest. Wow. That's I wrote, amazing. I wrote two songs that week and the other one was Best Fake Smile, which is very up-tempo. Wow. Big chanting chorus. And I, I looked forward to my label and my managers calling me to sort of tell me what they thought of those songs. And they all lost their minds for best fake smile. No way. And I'm glad they did. And we used that single, that song as a single in the UK. But, um, I would say, I, I, you know, we're all on great terms about this, but I say, you know, what about the other one? I, I feel like that one's cool. They said, it's a, it's a sweet little song. And, and like, not to, nobody was, nobody was like throwing it in the trash. Everyone thought it was right. a keeper. Everyone thought it was a total keeper. The, 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 the confession from everyone is that nobody saw it, and I didn't because I didn't know what these were. No one saw it as a single. Um, but it j- just fans just reacted. People just heard it. I was, I was going around America opening for people, doing a few shows, like first on the bill, and I would play it, and it would sort of make the room listen. You would um, see. You, you saw that from the stage. And, and, the, and the folks who were with me, managers and label folks that were at the shows, when they were at the shows, they saw it too, and, and it made people recognize. And, and that's the so, only thing it will, you know. So had y'all had you recorded it at that point? Uh, no, I hadn't recorded it. Um, I recorded that with Jakia, uh, but I, I hadn't. Um, so, so how did y'all approach? Because I think one of the things that song to me is bulletproof. Like I think, in my opinion, if I am you and I write that song at the beginning of my career, I'm thinking I'm good at least for a couple of years. And and I think too, because it's. Every, it, for me, it, it's everything I'm trying to write in the song. It's cool when you play it. it every guitar part on that song is so freaking cool. Thanks, every melody is cool. The lyric, too, to me is you do one of my favorite things that songs can do, which is you're you're talking about how you feel without talking about how you feel on the verses. You're, not, you're, you know, you're doing you it paint, without you saying images. Yeah, and everybody yeah. everybody knows you know, talking low, like you're like, Oh, I know how that feels. Like even all those things. 
I know how you feel with that. You having to go like, I'm so in love. Yeah. Again, yeah. You know, I, I really enjoyed the moments, for example, writing the lyric. I used to recognize myself. It's funny how reflections change. Dude. I mean, that's you know? what I'm saying. Like to me, if I'm you, I get that song and I'm like, this is such a good way for me to announce myself to the world because that song is freaking bulletproof. And even more, and this is one of the biggest deals, is you are you know when I sit and play this song, it's just as cool. Like you're not having to go. I always laugh like you're not having to go with the song. Like, all right, everybody, imagine this is happening back on. You know, and then the drums are. And then I'm doing that. You know, you can just play it on guitar. We had a moment on the Ed Sheeran tour where, and in Germany, so it's my laptop. In, in, in Germany, uh, we did two nights. It was so incredible. He, it was the biggest shows Ed had ever done. He, he was playing at a place called, um, I think, uh, Hockenheim Ring, I think it was called. It's a massive racetrack. Oh, wow. Um, Metallica, Michael Jackson, Tina Turner, they're the only people who've really played there because it holds Jeez. so many people. He did two nights there. The first night, there was 100,000 people. And the second, oh my God. second night, there was 102,000 people. <laughs> And I hadn't unmuted my guitar, but me and Andy, who plays guitar in my band, so I do this bit. And Andy, at the intro of the song, goes. And they, those play together. I hadn't turned off my guitar tuner. So we counted it in, and, and Andy went. And he stopped himself there, because he realized that. So he was fast. He stopped himself there. All he played after we counted it in was. That's all, that's all the audience got. And the crowd went crazy. Oh, that's the best. And it wasn't even my crowd, and it was wild, man. It was the wild. Is that not the craziest feeling? He played two notes, and they all knew what was coming, and it just made my heart leap. I mean, I, I somebody told me one time, and I, I still think this is such a cool way to think about songs, is that you, literally, the guy told me, he's like, you want to write a song that three seconds in, people know what it is. It's it's really cool to to, even in my own little atmosphere, have that sort of thing. And, and be able to experience that sort of thing. And I do appreciate, I'm so eternally grateful and recognize as I play around the world, you know, at festivals or just at my own shows, where, what it is to have that sort of thing. Um, God, it's incredible. It's such a cool thing. Well, and two, you know, and I'll say two more things. I think one, you know, it, it's, it's, it's such a, it's just such a great first big single. I've, in my opinion, because again, it's a cool guitar part. It it shows everything. If I'm your A&R guy slash manager, I am freaking out because I'm like, this is all I want people to see in James. But you know, and man, he it's thing. He can play. He, the yeah. song is good. The parts are cool. It's like, it's but, all there. Yeah. And it took, it took all of us a, a minute to realize that that's what we wanted because I like to rock out and solo and do, and I was trying to push that agenda. But what really moves people the first time in the most uh, was, was me doing that. And they've taken, they've appreciated me doing the other stuff afterwards. And I appreciate that. But um, it took us a minute to recognize that. And my, the label asked us to go around in 2015, all the festivals that we play, um, particularly in America. This was an American thing to do with American radio. They said, could you just film the, the, the breakdown chorus in the middle of that song? Because all these crowds keep singing it. And I remember doing it outside lands on a smaller stage, not the smallest one, but one of the slightly smaller stages outside lands in San Francisco. And um, there was a lot of people singing it. And we collected sort of seven or eight festivals of people, crowds singing the chorus in the middle of it. And it hadn't been on the radio. Jeez. It was just on YouTube and, 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 and stuff like that. And I went to an iHeartRadio conference with my label. And the guy from the label who was promoting The weekend, who was enormous. And he said, and this is James. And he got me to play the song live in front of these guys. They're all executives. And then he played the, the, the little showreel of sort of a few minutes of seven or eight festivals where the camera pans, the phone camera that we used, pans from me to the audience when it goes to the, the, the crowd uh, at the middle of the song. 
and he showed them all singing the chorus. And then when the little video of all these, all these different festivals finished, my guy from the label turned to the room of iHeart executives and said, they're all listening to the song already. They don't need your radio to play it. So everybody stand up and everybody in the room stood, stood up. They said, okay, sit down if you don't think you're going to play it. And the whole room st- stayed standing and applauded. No. And they that all, is genius. And really, that was the moment that it started to go on the radio in America and, and be a so, bit. Okay, of- so, so, so two more quick things. One, I just think the chorus is, I remember hearing that song the first time and I was like, I, I want to sing this chorus a million times. It just, it's, you know what I mean? It just feels so good to sing. Thank you. Yeah, I, so, I feel that. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's bull. It's like I said, it's bulletproof. La- last question about that one really quickly. How did you, I'm, I'm all, every time it comes on that I hear it, I'm always fascinated at how stark the production is. Honestly, like, the, how did y'all get there? What uh, was there? Did y'all I, do a million versions where the drums are good? You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just me in my sort of initially, my sort of originally kind of rawest form. I'd never been in a studio in a professional capacity or anything. All I know to this day is that the label and managers said to Jakir, um, and they just sent him some demos and he just sort of put his hand up because nobody knew who I was. And he said, sure, I'll do this. Wow. Which was a dream for me because he was already a bit of a, 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 yeah. a hero of mine for the music he'd made. Um, they just said, if you can, could you try and just stay out of the way of the song? Wow. When of that he, one particularly? All of it. but All of it. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Uh, all of it. And they didn't sort of see that one necessarily as a single yet. So it was the, it was the mission statement for Jakia, who's a great producer and a fantastic engineer. And they just said, could you just try and stay out of the way of the song? Because we think they're special and hopefully you hear that too. And I just think he did that really well. He let me and my bit of guitar playing sit at the front of the, the event and uh, he kept everything else sort of sparse. And even in hindsight, I, I, I sometimes, you know, I, I wish there was more going on, but I know Jakir nailed it. And, and did you, at the time, did y'all, I mean, around that song particularly, did y'all have, was that like you kept pushing for things, pulling for things, or did y'all kind of have what it was and went, yeah, it's great? Slightly, it's a bit of a blur, but yeah. um, it, was, it was more the latter. It was more yeah. that everyone was interested in staying out the way of the song. Yeah, that's great. So, um, so yeah, I, I had, there's a band called Half Moon Run, who are a great Canadian band. And then Jeff Buckley's kind of grace, that whole record stuff on that, in that music was my inspiration at the most and the rest of it. And a, bit, and a bit of Coldplay, but that, that was it. Well, and two, and you know, here's, here's the last song. And I think, I think one of the other things that's so great when you listen to that record um, and where Let It Go sort of lives amongst, it really is, it's what, as an artist, at least in my opinion, it's what you want, where it's like, and, and, you know, I'm about to ask you about when we were on fire, but you think about that, you think about uh, if you ever want to be in love again, these really, uh, we talked about this earlier, but really musical moments, like musical, musical, mo- the, 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 the melodies are following what you're singing. The guitars, are, you know, everything is, is just really well built and structured. These songs, like, yeah, thanks, you, know, you, you know, and then you have this moment that's so gentle. Mm-hmm. It's a huge song, but, and so it's fun because as an artist that that's when I put together records, that's, I get so much joy from going like, okay, how is our, how's the trip? Are we going up yeah. and then we come down and we go yeah. around a little river and then we go over there. Yeah. You know, and I think when you put that song in the list of that record, it really occupies, it's the only one that really kind of occupies that place, um, which, yeah. you know, which helps it shine that much more. No, absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad I, 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 I resonate with that whole thing of thinking about the sort of the, the overall dynamic arc of a record. Yeah. Um, so I'm, tell me. So tell me about when we were on fire. When we were on fire, it was. It was. Oh, I. I. It's interesting to my memory. So it goes. Uh, 
So I had maybe not those exact lyrics, but I came to the session with it going like this. I had with losing light, our love is dying. And I had it like that, kind of. It's 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 um. I know it's in G minor, but think about it like it's in A minor because that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had it starting on that that rootsy sort of minor chord, and then the big dominant seven. And John just helped rearrange it really, and he because there was always going to be so many chords in the chorus. He he got us into that vampy place on the first. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It was 2011. We the, the world had heard "Rolling in the Deep" and stuff like that, and we, and, and we were all like trying to do something like that. And I have um, in a little uh, Olympus dictaphone that I still have. I've had it since about 2008. I was taking that thing around with me because this is before we wrote this song before I had an iPhone. Um, uh, I have a recordings of, of John at a piano, kind of going drifting apart, getting harder to hold you, saying versions of these lyrics. Days getting dark and the nights are growing cold. Are we burning out? And the way that he was playing it, you've got me in the background going, "Yeah, yeah, I like it, but it, it, I, I don't want it to get too pop." And John saying, John interrupting me and himself saying, "Don't worry, it won't, it won't get too pop. It'll be great." That is genius. And he was very good at, you know, he he was the kind of guy who introduced me in a writing environment to sort of not only coming up with. Um, lyrics and, and, and chorus stuff or whatever melodies obviously but but you know uh... oh what am I doing hang on <laughs> we'll cut that bit uh, uh, we go in yeah, and then like like playing that I remember I was noodling that on the guitar and um, and he was like yeah we'll put some ooze on top of that which you know that that, that that all these things, these ways of doing in a song. That like, song is is you know that's another one of those in that song that album that it does a couple things that are always really fascinating. I was listening to them again tomorrow uh, yesterday. Hello, and uh, and the thing that is so funny about that, I usually am not something about going back to the one. Usually is like a no no for me. Fire in that song though, it is like my favorite part of that song. I, I remember him doing it sort of for the first time and and. I didn't necessarily know how to question that, but I recognized that typically I wouldn't have liked it. And when he did it, I liked it. I love it. I mean, it's, I love it. it uh, there's things, I know John so well now that I, one, of my, one of my favorite things about that song is it's sort of typical John Green. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love it for that. And I love him more for that. But um, it's very I, anthemic. I'm glad I was let in. Yeah, of course. And I'm glad I was let in because, and he, he kind of made room for my kind of, intricate intimate smallness that's all i sort of had at the time and and uh, you know it was starting to grow into sort of more uh more i guess but and and he he allowed that to be in the room while he was kind of shooting for anthem status and uh, as as he always is and 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 um yeah man what a what an honor to, to that, that, I mean, it's the first song is, we ever wrote. It's the first song we ever wrote together. That's crazy. It, it. I'm, I mean, just to encourage. It was so hard. I mean, there were so many other so- songs. I was like, oh, but dude, these are great. Thank you again for taking time to do this. Honor, you're the man, James Bay, the man, the legend. These five hot takes, yeah.